You're listening to Spice Radio, and we are speaking to Paula Allen, global leader and senior vice president research and total well-being at LifeWorks. We're talking about the LifeWorks monthly mental health index, which finds Canadians who experience negative workplace culture are less productive per year. Paula, thank you so much for joining us. A pleasure. pleasure. What were some of the highlights of the survey this month? Well, we found a number of things. Number one, we, we always talk where uh, the state of mental health is, and uh, we're still struggling a bit. So we're pretty much the same place we were in this time last year. So uh, a little bit of a ways to go, actually a lot of a ways to go before we're anywhere close to the where, where we were in 2019. Um, the other thing, as you noted, was we're really getting the metrics to confirm something that I think is, is, is intuitively clear. You know, there's a couple of things that are important with mental health. There's you and, you know, your self-care, your personal experience, your genes, uh, you know, what's happening in society, I think, like the, the pandemic. Uh, but your workplace and environment makes a difference. And we know that. In a couple of ways, we know that organizations who provided a lot of good support to their people, uh, employee assistance programs, training, you know, really good communication so people knew about those resources, their people did better. But another factor is the workplace culture, and that is making a difference in terms of mental health as well. And how does the workplace culture affect productivity? Well, when you think about it, you know, your work is a pretty important part of your life. And when things are tense, <laughs> when when there are issues that would might distract you, like, you know, if you're, if you're feeling, um, for example, one of the, the dimensions was you're not feeling respected, you know, that, that's a real hit to your mental well-being. And it also feels very threatening. Uh, if you're in an environment that's very, very competitive and that there's no collaboration, one every every person for themselves, you know that that is that's a tense environment as well. So when you have these these sort of negative workplace environments, it just takes a lot of mental energy. You know, people are not focused on being able to do their work, and the mental drain that uh, that it causes actually impacts people's well-being. So that really, there is a pretty clear line between the nature of the culture and whether people are mentally drained, productive, and really as mentally healthy as they could be. Now, Paula, one of the buzzwords I feel we've been hearing, especially this summer, is the term quiet quitting. I'm sure you're very familiar <laughs> with it. We've all been talking about it. And honestly, when I was reading this month's report, that is the term that came to mind. And I'm wondering, you know, with quiet quitting, the whole idea is right. You just do what you have to do and then you leave. That's it. You don't go the extra mile. So how concerning is it to, you know, to hear a trend like this and what do employers need to do? Well, there's so much around that that term. So, um, you know, I think the, the, if the intent is for people to, you know, set boundaries that are healthy for them, that's positive. That's been around for a while. That's what we want. Um, but if we think, but I think, I think the term quiet quitting, I actually don't like the term very much at all for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, you know, when we're talking about burnout, just setting boundaries isn't enough. I mean, we have to look at, you know, what do, what do you do with the rest of your time, how you process information uh, to, that might have gotten you to that place. You know, is there anything that you're doing in your life that's restorative? So just 
doing less is not really enough. You know, think about a child who might be struggling and, you know, not being in a good place. You know, is, is the only thing that you tell them to do less, you know, pull back on school? Like, it's, it's not, it's not, you, you need to get to the, the root of problem solving. And I think um, the quiet setting, you know, for a good trend sort of um, uh, diminishes the, our knowledge in that respect. Uh, the other thing is that you really do need to feel a sense of accomplishment in certain areas of your life if you're going to have mental well-being. So if you're preventing yourself artificially from having that sense of accomplishment, then that's not going to be good long-term either. You're going to get, you know, there's a, there's actually a term, okay, forgive me for saying this, there's actually a term called bored out. Not burned out, but bored out. Oh. Where, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of terms out there, um, but, but basically, it's, it's, it's stagnation, and the symptoms end up being pretty much the same as, as for burnout. It's not healthy either. And the third thing is that when we looked at our data this year, I think there's probably more talk about quiet quitting than there is actual quiet quitting. Uh, because the discretionary effort that people are putting into their work is really not that much different than it was uh, last year, well, well before this trend came. So there's a lot of talk about this, but I don't think it's impacting people's behavior as much as as, as much as one would think. Yeah, because I would have thought just because we kept hearing it, especially, you know, with this past summer, it was a term that sort of kept coming up. And I'm just kind of going back to the term culture. Now, employers kind of knowing this news, right, that how culture has such a big impact, what do they need to do? Well, they need to be intentional about culture. You know, we know that this is important. Um, you know, if you just let your culture sort of happen, then you could be lucky or you could be unlucky. It's kind of like if you just let your health happen, you could be lucky or you could be unlucky. Uh, but we know things that make a difference. You know, the dimensions that really made a difference in terms of people's mental health and productivity were, you know, whether it was more competitive or collaborative, whether it was flexible or inflexible, relaxed or hard driving. A big one was cliquish or, 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 or inclusive. Um, stagnant, stagnant, you know, demotivating, respectful, all of these things sort of drew people down. So when you look at that, number one, it's being aware that these things are risks. So you're taking note when you're trending in that area. Uh, But number two, training your managers because your, your leaders are the ones who actually set the tone for culture and can challenge things that are not going in the right direction if it's, if the culture is actually a result of behavior between employees. So I, I really do think awareness is the first step, and then training is the second one. We always talk about optimism, right? And how mm-hmm. are Canadians' optimism, especially this month? Uh, well, unfortunately, our optimism is just a little bit down the, this month. Uh, but again, we've been fluctuating for quite some time. I'm not jumping up and down around that, but... It's, it's, it's definitely not on the, on the upswing. So we've seen a bit of a downward trend actually since spring. And again, there's so many reasons for that. I think one of the things is that even though we are coming out of the pandemic and we're thinking about it a little bit less, there are other things that are happening in our environment. Number one, you know, the pandemic was the, wasn't the only thing that caused this stress and we've become much more sensitive to stress. Uh, the, the, another thing for sure is people's concern about recession and inflation. 
So there are a few things that are on the minds of Canadians that are really sort of impacting this optimism, uh, the optimism indicator. Paula, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? Um, I think the main thing is just to really remember that that two sides of the coin, that your mental health and your well-being overall, you know, a lot of it has to do with what you can do. Some of it is not within your control, but some of it is. Um, but also your environment, you know, you know, make sure that we reach out to people who are supportive, make sure that we have good social contacts and do what we can to actually, you know, be the environment that we want. I mean, we talk about environment as something that we don't influence, but if you yourself are positive in your actions and your behaviors and your attitudes, then you make a, you can make a difference overall as well. Paula, thank you for, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take care. Take care. Bye-bye. We just spoke to Paula Allen, Global Leader and Senior Vice President Research and Total Wellbeing at LifeWorks. We talked about LifeWorks Monthly Mental Health Index, which finds Canadians who experience negative workplace culture are less productive per year. Stay with us here on Spice Radio, 1200 AM.